The Download with DP, a weekly podcast talking about high school and college sports right here in Central Illinois. I'll discuss what I saw in the past week, what's coming up on Channel 1450, and what we're looking forward to. Episode 26, a year and a half straight of every single week talking local sports, letting you know what's going on in Springfield, Illinois sports and what's coming up. First of all, Merry Christmas. It's time to enjoy the holidays. As we learned a few times in the past few weeks, please hug your loved ones. Buy that extra present for that one person that made you think of them. Spend that time. Put your phone away and just enjoy the holidays. Anyone, anytime can be gone in the next week. Merry Christmas and happy holidays. Like I said, hug your loved ones. Let's get into the podcast. What did I see last week, last Thursday? Saw some great wrestling between Auburn, Springfield, Riverton, and Taylorville. The Auburn Trojans are rounding into form and starting to get healthy with guys like Dresden Grimm returning to action. He suffered a pretty significant injury late in the regular season on the football field. But as a guy who reached the podium last February, he's ready to get back on the mats and it adds a serious danger to that lineup. We know what we get out of state champ and two-time national champ Joey Rusick. It's a win every single time. Then you throw in Cole Eady at heavyweight and guys like Joe Barrow and Skylar Fay, and the lineup is starting to round into form. On Friday, is back to basketball. I got to see another undefeated team in the Central State 8. Yeah, that's right. It's not just Sacred Heart Griffin. The MacArthur Generals, in case you haven't heard, the Generals are legit. They are still undefeated, and they are beating teams by 30 points as well. The Generals are up to number four in the 3A Aaron Britton polls. Check out Nesto Hoops on Twitter if you haven't. Just like Ken Palm, those ratings hold much more water in my eyes than the AP rankings do. Last Friday, MacArthur beat Springfield High easily inside Dewey Gym. It was Chris Walker leading the way in scoring on Friday night for the Generals. On Saturday, got to see some more wrestling. This time, take a look at a more complete team, the Glenwood Titans, than I saw earlier this season. Glenwood has a loaded group led by Drew Davis and Alex Hamrick, both ranked number one in their weight classes right now. But they also have about five to seven other guys that are either ranked or at honorable mention right now. Glenwood finishes second in the Tyler Cox Memorial Duels to Muhammad Seymour, a team that they beat earlier this season, so watch those two go back and forth. Definitely in the postseason, that'll be one to watch. Jumping into this week on Tuesday, took a trip outside the Central State 8 to see the Auburn Trojans and the Calvary Saints. Talk about some points. A combined 165 total, and Calvary comes back from double digits to get it done. An impressive win for Tyvis Gardner and his crew. On Wednesday, it was a busy signing day. Cooper Starks and Elijah Owens make their college decision official on D1 signing day. Make sure you check out those interviews. Then we spent some time at the Illinois College Shootout Wednesday night. North Mac keeps it close, but route prevails in Game 1. Williamsville handles South County with ease in Game 2, thanks to Braden Sailing shooting the ball lights out. Athens beats Lewistown by 20 in Game 3. And in the nightcap, New Berlin versus Madison. The Pretzels. Have some trouble early and are able to pull even but can't close it out. Madison gets the win in the top 10 1A showdown to round out Wednesday night at IC. What's coming up on Channel 1450? Before we get to the holiday break, a.k.a. the weekend, the Riverton shootout is still on for during the day, so we'll try to get some girls basketball on Thursday. On Friday, the big one in Chicago is canceled. Still on the schedule is a non-conference matchup on Friday between Williamsville and North Mac. The Bullets are scheduled to travel to Verdon to take on the Panthers. We'll see if that one gets played on Friday afternoon. Monday, holiday tournaments get started. I'm not going to give you every game and every matchup because there's a ton. But I promise we will try to get to as many games as possible. Thing that I always say, keep winning and you'll eventually get covered. If you're playing for a title, we're going to be there. I promise. I will be at Waverly on Monday. Also Monday, the Beardstown tourney gets started for the Athens Warriors who have a sneaky good record if you're looking on the girls' side. On Tuesday, 
Plenty more tournaments get underway. I will give you a breakdown next week of who's playing for titles and where. That will come out Thursday morning. Now, let's get to this week's guest. It's national champion in QB1, Luke Lanin. Okay, I'd like to welcome in Luke Lanin to the podcast because, uh, well, last year, when I had you on, I'm guilty of it. I know a lot of people say it, but people think that maybe there's a jinx when I interview people. So this year, didn't say a word. I just said good luck in the natty. And then you win the natty. Um, so first of all, how's it feel to be a national champion? Uh, it feels really good. I don't think it's all like uh, settled in yet. Like I don't think I've like realized it a ton. But cause, like I've never ended my season on a win, so yeah. it's like kind of like a first for this. So it feels pretty awesome to do that. All the great teams that you've played on, whether it be football or or baseball, and you can finally say that. I mean, that's got to be something that will maybe take some time to soak in. Yeah. I mean, like I said, it's going to take a while just because, like, high school, the only win I ended on was because of COVID. That didn't really feel like, that didn't really feel good. Yeah. But, but yeah. Yeah, that, the basketball game, where was it at? Centralia or somewhere down south? I think it was uh, Mount Vernon. I okay, think yeah, is yeah. Where we were supposed to play East St. Louis or something. Right, yeah. And then baseball, obviously, who knows what would have happened, but, I mean, we, we talk about it all the time. I still got the poster up there yeah. from you guys because, man, that team was a lot of fun. Um, so let's kind of give an update because last time I've really we've really talked to you or let people know is when you were getting ready to play for the national title last year. Um, what was that experience like? Because we didn't really check in with you after after that. Um, the week leading up to the that was really cool. Like just getting to like tour the Hall of Fame stadium and like the, the Hall of Fame itself. Um, obviously, the game wasn't as cool as that stuff was. Uh, we didn't really play our best game. I think I had probably the worst game of my career last year. So this year was all about like revenge and getting back to the championship. And this year was a fun one. We had a lot of success throughout the year and then played really well in the playoffs and ended up winning. So that was a lot of fun. Second national title in three years for North Central, correct? Yes. I mean, what does that say about where this program's at and also, you know, you being a part of that? Um, it says that our program's like on the come up like, uh, in D3, there's the Purple Powers of Mount Union, Wisconsin Whitewater, and Mary Harden Baylor, and they've been kind of winning all the championships recently. And now that we won two out of the past three, we're not to their, we're not to Mount Union's uh, full potential or standard that they have. They won like 13, but we're on our way up there, and that's what we want to become the new Purple Power. We want to be the new Red Power, I guess you could say. And so when when North Central recruited you and said, you know, hey, here's our plan, here's the layout, here's our program. Was this all part of the plan? I mean, did they say, hey, we think that we have the capability to do this in the next three, four years? Yeah, that was definitely part of the plan. I remember talking to the defensive coordinator, Coach Durkin, because he was the first person who started recruiting me, and then head coach at the time, Jeff Thorne. Um, just talking to them, the championship was a new standard. Their standard was to make it to the championship every year and win it. Uh, and that's going to continue to be our standard for a long time. And they had just won the championship 2019, the year before I joined the team. So I knew it was definitely possible, and they let me know that it was possible. And if I went to that school, I think they believed in me, and they said that we had a chance to keep going there. I want to do one more little thing about you know last year, because I don't want to harp on it, but I kind of want to understand where you're coming from and, and what your mindset was, because um, for, for people who know who you are, you don't lose very often at anything. So what, like you said, you had your worst game of your career. What's that like on that stage, and how did you turn the page and say, I got another chance to do this again next year? Uh, it's definitely, like, one of the worst feelings in the 
in the world, I would say, for me at least, because like you said, I don't like to lose. Um, we had a bunch of fifth-year seniors uh, on that team, and not getting the win for them was something that uh, really hurt me because that was what I wanted to do. I wanted to send them out to win because they paused their lives. They came back for us to play another year with us. And uh, so this year, my mindset is kind of don't let that happen again to this uh, new group of fifth-year seniors that we had. And I didn't want to be embarrassed on national television again in the championship. So this year, I made sure that that didn't happen. When you say you made sure that didn't happen, what goes into that? Because that's a year-long process. And as you know, in the game of football, it takes 22 guys. It takes everybody on both sides, and it can still go wrong. So how do you mentally prepare for that and physically prepare? Uh, mentally, just really, you just got to get everybody on the team to buy in. It's not just like a few guys that need to buy in and try to carry you through the playoffs. It's got to be everybody, whether you're a starter, a scout team player, or special teams. Uh, everybody's got to buy in for this thing to work and I think uh, we did a good job like with our captains and leaders did a good job of getting everybody to buy into our program and the standard that we had there of making it to the championship and winning it uh, this time around and then physically uh, it started right in the offseason right when we got back to school we started lifting right away maybe like the first or second day we got back and had like every morning at like 6 a.m. four times a week uh, then doing spring ball for like the last like five weeks or so of, of the spring semester. So there's that stuff. And then also in the summer, we do seven on sevens like twice a week uh, at our field and just trying to get all the guys to get there so we can work on our chemistry with one another because there's some new guys coming in. We had transfers coming in, trying to help people learn the plays and stuff like that. But um, this all comes down to getting everybody to buy in and doing all that they can physically and mentally to be prepared. And also, I had to gain a little bit of weight uh, this summer, or last summer, I should say. Uh, I gained about, like, 15 pounds. I ended up losing it throughout the course <laughs> of the year, uh, just throughout, like, all the games and stuff. But I think starting at a better weight was a lot better for me and helped me get through the season healthier. You've known this for, you know, the better part of a decade now, but as the quarterback of a football team, win or lose, you're the face of it. And it's, it's on you, whether that's right or wrong. Um, so, like you said, what's that like when um, there's there's so many different things that can go wrong that you know, okay, this is what I can do and make sure that my job is done the next time? Yeah, not only can I, like, do uh, my job physically, like, making plays on the field and uh, getting things done out there, I can also help other people mentally, like, something goes wrong, I need to be the person who doesn't, like get down about it. I need the person needs to stay positive and encourage those people to be like, hey, like that's just one play. Don't even that's in the past, you can't even do anything anymore. Just worry about the next stuff and just keeping the guys up the whole time. Like I know we had a couple times we had some guys that were getting down after we didn't score a few times. And we just had to remind them, hey, like our defense is out there getting stops. Like let's do our part and just score the next drive and stuff like that. So I think a lot of it in my position is everybody's going to look to you when things go wrong. Everything's going to look to you when things go bad. You just have to uh, stay pretty calm and also like keep people's emotions up and uh, not let people get too low or too high with their emotions. And now that you've seen the other side of it and you can say that you're the quarterback of the national champion, uh, have you allowed yourself to be proud of yourself? Uh, I think I have. I think I'm... Uh, I, my coaches tell me I'm a little too hard on myself a lot. Um, if you look at like the stats of the championship, I was like four of ten passing. We didn't really pass the ball much, uh, but 
I think I'd let myself be proud a little bit. I don't think I'd let my, I don't let myself be too proud of myself just because I know it's like an awesome feeling and I don't want to take that away, but we also have like next year to worry about. But I think, <laughs> I think I need to relax and let myself worry about that when the off season comes and when we get back to school. I think I should just enjoy it right now and be yeah. proud of myself. How good was this year's team in your eyes? Uh, this year, this year's team was really good. I think it's really surprising to me because I remember at the beginning of the year we were like, oh, we're losing a lot of guys on defense. We lost uh, three of our DBs. We lost, and, and we lost our two middle linebackers and one of our D linemen. So we were offense. We pretty much stayed the same. We lost a few receivers, um, but defense we were kind of worried about. But then our defense ended up being one of the best defense, if not the best defense in the nation. With how many points they're letting up. I'm, I know a weird stat. We only gave up like two rushing touchdowns all year or something like that. Wow. <laughs> so, I mean, it was really surprising at how amazing our team did this year. I think a lot of people could say that they were shocked. But, uh, like I said, our defense was uh, best in the country. Our offense was best in the country. So, I mean, this team was uh, really pretty, pretty good, I would say. Was there ever a moment during the season that had you worried? about whether you could not only get back there, but win it? Um, I wouldn't really say there was a, a moment that I was worried. I think there were some times on uh, offense that, like, we stalled a little bit too much on offense. Like, we in, like, the second round, I think it was, we only put up 28 points on a team. They were a good team, don't get me wrong, but that was the only time we were like, wow, our offense needs to fix something or we're not going to win games. I don't think worried was the like the right word for it, but like I said, like if we didn't fix a few things going further as we played bigger and better teams, uh, then we didn't think we were going to make it. So we made sure that we fixed that stuff. When does when did the football season start for you guys? What was When was week one game? Week one game was... I think it was like September 10th, I think. Yeah. September 10th or 3rd, I don't know. Around the time that most colleges start, I assume. Um, so I want to see if you can take us like behind, not necessarily curtain, but the fact that you guys won the national championship last weekend. There's not many football players playing at, <laughs> at this point in, in late December, um, whether it be whatever level. So... What's it like being a part of a program that, I mean, you know, gets to travel over there, gets to do that stuff and, you know, not only make a playoff run, but just be a part of a, a program that's that's playing for this many weeks? Uh, it feels really good because, uh, I mean, like you said, there's not many kids playing and there's so many kids that wish that they'd be in our position at, like, this late into the season. Uh, being, like, one of the last team standings is pretty cool to say. And I see on, like, Instagram all the time this college football network, like, posts out like the remaining undefeated teams and when you see your school's logo as one of the four that are left that's pretty awesome to see <laughs> yeah uh that means that you're winning a lot of games and uh i mean it's just a really cool feeling just knowing that we get to keep playing the game we love we just keep getting to uh, spend one more week with our uh teammates like that's what we talked about all year because we had the fifth years and the fourth year guys who won't be able to come back and we're like let's just play for one more week with our friends and our teammates. Uh, so it was a really cool feeling to get to max out our contracts, you could say, for this year. And when that happens, like last year, you played the max number of games you can play. This year, you play the max number of games you can play. Um, there's only two programs that can say that every year. 
how much does that help, you know, not only a program, but the chemistry, the, just the feeling around a football program of, you know, we had that much extra time of practice. We were with those guys that much more. How much does that help, you think? I think it helps us a lot. Like, I think, especially for me, I feel like I was able to grow a lot from my freshman year to this year, my sophomore year, just because of the experience I had last year. I got to play those 15 games, and, uh, like, the postseason, a lot of them were, like, close games that, like, uh, made me better, I think, and more experienced. Um, and this also this year, getting 15 more games, and I'm getting the max amount of games possible. I'm getting to grow as a player as much as I can, whereas some people aren't, they're only getting to play like nine, ten games every year. And I also think it helps like our our younger guys in our program uh, to really like buy in and learn what our program's all about by spending as much time as they can with us. And then it helps us for the future as well, just like with recruits and stuff, because that's really important. Because we have a great group of fifth-year and fourth-year guys, and they're leaving after this year, and we need to find people that are good enough to replace them. So the recruiting class is really big, so winning these games is really important for that too. Because yeah, you're practicing, and you're you know you're going. The ones are the ones, and and that like but like you said, the scout team is getting all this extra time too, and those are the guys that are going to have to be the guys that kind of step in and step up in the next couple of years, right? I mean, yeah, like, just kind of the progression of how it goes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, yeah, so those scout team guys, like, sometimes it's hard for them, but we have to keep telling like, you guys are getting to go against the best offense and the best defense every single day in practice. Like, you might not be getting all the recognition and getting to travel with the varsity guys and get to go to the stag bowl uh, with us and win a championship by being on the field, but uh, that's just going to make you better for the next year. Uh, the more practice you get against really good competition, that's what's really going to make you better. You're not going to get better playing against like JV teams from other schools that aren't very good. So, and then also spring ball is going to be really important for those scout team players too. That's their chance to uh, prove that they are good enough to play on the varsity team and earn some minutes. So, when you are the starting quarterback as a freshman, I mean, clearly we talked about that, but that's amazing <laughs> to go to a natty. And now, as a sophomore, you win it. Um, so, I mean, that has just kind of become the expectation for the next two years for you. Yeah, I know. I, I kind of <laughs> screwed myself over because if I don't make it to the championship the next two years, then people are going to think I got worse. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, I think... Because right or wrong, that's what we talked about, was you're the face of it. And so you're the leader of the offense, whether it's good or bad. And, you know, next year you could be missing seven starters, but you're still there. Yeah, I'll still be there. And I... I know I got a, a really good group of guys around me uh, as people and as players, and I'm very confident that we can make it back uh, to the championship the next two years. You talked about the, the, the kind of the hunger and the motivation after last year. It obviously changes this year because you won it, but how is it different and how is it, you know, how is that feeling for you? Uh, I think the difference is it could potentially be a lo- little bit harder to get all the guys to uh, – not relax and be like, oh, we won a championship. Like, we don't have to work as hard in the off season because they might not have that same fire that we had after being mad about losing the championship. So it's good. I think that's gonna be the real challenge as like a leader of the team to get everybody going. Be like, hey, like, well, yeah, we won, but that was last year. We need to now focus on the next year coming. Um, but it's also like a good feeling because. Uh, you don't have to be mad for a, a whole semester and a half before the season starts. So um, that's the really good part about it. Just 
getting to get back in the weight room and on the field and stuff and prepare to win another one. In the Lanin household, does this give you a little bit more credit now that your sister has a few state titles and you got a natty? I think it I think it definitely gives me a little bit more credit. She had me beat because <laughs> I'd never won uh, a championship before, but I think a natty championship is a little bit bigger than a state championship, <laughs> so I'll rub that in a little bit. <laughs> Not saying she can't get there eventually. <laughs> oh, yeah. She probably will. She probably will at some point. <laughs> um so for those who don't know, you also, not only are you the starting quarterback, but you're also the starting center fielder at, at North Central. Um, so how much time do you get off right now? Like what, What's your schedule, and how soon do you have to dive into baseball? Because, I mean, college baseball starts here in a couple weeks. Yeah, so I'll get, like, these next three weeks off, and then right when we get back to school, we start captain's practices uh, January 10th, and then we have those for about three weeks until the actual practices start. Uh, I've talked to uh, my coaches and some of the ATs there, and they've said uh, I don't have to do as much as everybody. Like, I don't need to, like, destroy my body. I need to, like, get it back and try to gain some more weight. As we mentioned earlier, like, I lost that weight. Mm-hmm. So I need to get my weight back and my strength back before I start doing all all the baseball stuff possible. So um, a lot of January's going to focus on getting my body right, and then February's when I'll kick into high gear for baseball. I can't imagine that's too easy for you to say, hey, I'm going to take it easy or I'm not going to go do certain things. Because like, you've been doing this your whole life, whether it was high school with basketball thrown in there as well. But um, you know, how do you mentally and physically tell yourself, i got to chill for a little while? Yeah, it's definitely hard. It's something that I struggle with because, um, like you said, I've always been doing stuff in high school, like playing three sports. And then at school, I still play two sports. Um, I remember last spring during baseball I was doing baseball and spring ball for football and instead of taking it easy I decided to also do intramurals like <laughs> basketball and like volleyball because I just like playing sports so uh, it's definitely something I need to work on and I just need to remind myself like hey like if you don't take it easy you might get hurt or you might not get to the full potential that you want to be for that sport and I and I owe it to the baseball guys to have my full commitment to just baseball because uh, during football, it's just football and working on that. So that's what I need to tell myself. How good is North Central baseball compared to North Central football? I don't think we're quite at the uh, level that our football team is. Uh, but I think we're getting there. I think this year's team should be really good. Uh, I think last year we pretty much the same team as last year, just a lot of guys with more experience now. But I think last year we just kind of – played a couple bad games at the wrong time uh, in the playoffs we were going really good we won their first two but then we lost our next two uh, pretty bad so we just had some inconsistency last year but I think this year with like the same team coming back uh, we have really good pitching staff a lot of good hitters like an all-american catcher um, I think we could be uh, really good this year I think we are on that trend of reaching our uh, football team uh, level of play do you plan to play both sports all four years that's my that's my plan right now. I mean, unless something changes, I don't know what would change that plan, but yeah. I'm going to do as much as I can for as long as I can. If you had to pick one, which one would it be? If I had to pick one, I think I would pick football just because I feel like as the quarterback, that'd be kind of a <laughs> crappy thing to do. Like, Sorry, guys, I'm just going to head out of here. But at the same time, I think I like the speed of football a little bit more. It's a little bit more intense than baseball. 
And uh, baseball's a hard sport. Baseball uh, can be really frustrating sometimes just because you don't succeed as much as you do in football. Like, in football, I get, like, 60 plays on offense. But in baseball, I get, like, four at-bats. And if I strike out two or three times, that's a terrible day at the plate. So I think I would choose football just because, like, the intensity and, the like, the success rate, I guess you could say. What is the um, kind of practice schedule for you in the spring compared to the, the fall? Like, football-wise, how often, like, what's your day look like when you're going to meetings, practice, and all this stuff? Is it about the same balance-wise? I mean... Um, I would say the difference between football and, or the fall and the spring is baseball, we don't really have, like, meetings. All we have is the practice. But with football this fall, it's pretty much the same schedule every week. It was, we would have, like, meetings for like an hour or two before practice and then have our practice and like two or three times a week we'd have uh, more meetings after practice. So that was my schedule for football really. And then in the spring, baseball, until it gets warmer out, we practice early mornings uh, indoors in our gym uh, and use the bedding cages a lot. So we'll practice in the morning for like two hours before class starts. And then once it gets finally gets warmer, we'll start practicing in the afternoon for like two, three hours a day, and that's pretty much all the baseball stuff we have. So baseball is definitely more like relaxed with my schedule, but then you have to throw in like spring ball for football on top of that. But so that spring ball is in the morning when we have baseball in the afternoon. So I get like probably like five hours of total practice a day during the spring when it's warm enough outside. And what are you studying? Uh, I'm studying exercise science. Okay, right so now. the plan is to be a uh, what? what uh, <laughs> I don't know. I thought about a lot, <laughs> a lot of different things. I thought about uh, maybe doing physical therapy or athletic training or uh, maybe being like a strength uh, and conditioning coach, stuff like that. Uh, I just know I want to be involved with like kids and I also want to be involved with like athletes. I think mm-hmm. that would keep me motivated during my job and stuff like that. So well, hey, Springfield Clinic's a major sponsor of Channel 1450. Just throwing out. No, I'm just kidding. Um, so when you, uh, you you look at kind of your schedule moving forward, um, we talked about baseball, we talked about football um, studies. So, you know, you want a natty. What, what do you set as your next goal to say, hey, you know, I, I achieved the mountaintop of of football when it comes to that like what what do you set as your next goals for not only yourself but football and baseball well for baseball i think uh my goal this year is to try and match uh winning a natty that'd be pretty cool to win two in one year um it'd also be really cool to do with the baseball guys um i know they would really like to do it. i remember after the game i texted all of them i said now let's win one for baseball and they were all pretty fired up about that so that's really the goal for baseball and then i think for Football eventually down the road is, of course, win two more championships while I'm still here, and then uh, maybe get some personal awards. I know personal awards don't really matter, but um, our running back just won like the D3 Heisman, the Gallardi Trophy. Uh, I think that'd be pretty cool to win, and then also make it on like some All-American lists. But football, I mean, I'm really just focused on uh, getting the team where we need to be and win a championship again. The local-ish guys are for North Central, I mean. Obviously, you are the quarterback. Um, Athens, Nick Laird, uh, Kettle came from Taylorville, and then there's a couple guys from Central A&M, Jeske, obviously. Mm-hmm. I think you probably have a pretty close relationship with him, but Jacob Parity as well. 
Um, I mean, people were sharing all the stuff about you guys all playing uh, for Natty and how cool that is just for this area. Um, how much contact do you have with any of those guys? I, I think, Jesse, you do, but um, the rest of them, how much do you have with those guys? Um, I have a lot of contact with uh, Nick Laird. He's in the same major that I am, so we have a lot of classes together. Uh, we hang out a lot, too. Um, and then I have... But he's a defensive guy, right? He, yeah, he's a defensive Just, guy. It's yeah. so like, yeah, because he got moved to D line this year. He put on, he put, it's pretty crazy. He put on like thirty or forty pounds and played D line. He's doing a really good job at that. So that's terrifying. Yeah, I know. Because he was really good running back. Yeah, but yeah. That's, and he's he put on like thirty, forty pounds and he can still move a lot. So yeah. you would, you maybe wouldn't think so when you look at him, but man, yeah. he, he could he could scoot. That's yeah, for he sure. could. Um, yeah. So I have a lot of contact with him. I uh, Jacob and Jeski. Uh, they're best friends. They hang out with each other all the time. I hang out with them a little bit, but I see them on offense all the time, and we always hang out during practice, and we have a really good relationship, and we we talk a lot, and it's really nice having Jeske at tackle for me <laughs> on my blind side, so that's nice. Uh, are you guys in the same class, too? Is he a sophomore? Yeah, Jeske and Jacob are both in my class, and Nick Laird. We're yeah. all in the same class. Uh, Jeske, like, he came to school like a semester after, but he took the fall semester off because we weren't playing mm-hmm. our freshman year, which is probably pretty smart. But because we didn't even practice, yeah. but yeah, we're in the same class. And then uh, I don't really have, I don't hang out with Will Kettle Camp as much just because mm-hmm. he's a year older and just like not the same like friend group. But like, well, I'm so close with them. I I'd say I'm close to, like all the guys on the teams. Like I still like talk to him and stuff a lot, but. uh Definitely have really good relationships with uh, Nick Jeske and uh, Jacob. Yeah, because, I mean, unfortunately you didn't get the opportunity to have a do-or-die bowl play in that, but you know what it was as you were coming up. And just to have the talent that we do around here in this area, not only Central State 8, but clearly with Sagamo, with schools like Central A&M, um, I mean, I think everyone around here is just, like, proud of where football is, not only in this area, but what they send out to the next level. Yeah, I mean, it's really cool seeing all the Central Illinois guys on one team uh, winning a championship. And I, I'd i say, like, we'll take all the Central Illinois guys we got. I know we got a lot of good players around here at the many different teams that you guys cover. Uh, so it would be really cool just to see, like, a flood of Central Illinois guys uh, come to North Central and join our family that we have up there and uh, buy into our standard of winning championships and Something our coach had mentioned uh, before our game, teams like Mount Union, they don't even recruit, like, within Ohio. They, like, recruit, like, Florida and Texas and all the bigger states, and it's just cool to see North Central. If you look through the roster, most of the guys are Illinois guys. With Like, we have some Florida guys and some out-of-state guys, but a lot of us are mm-hmm. um, Illinois guys, so that's really cool to see. little point of pride there, just like, hey, guess what? Mm-hmm. There's good football everywhere. Yep. <laughs> um Talking about good football, talking about good baseball, what is it like for you as a baseball player to see Phil Maton win, win the World Series? Uh, Reed Demers to throw the only no-hitter last year. Um, Nick to be playing with the Phillies at the level he is. I mean, How cool is that to have not only guys from this area, but from your own school achieving that at that level? Yeah, it's really awesome to see that. I mean... Uh, I'm close to the Detmers family uh, with Drew being in my grade and uh, playing on the same team as him. So it was really cool to see uh, Reed get that accomplishment. Uh, 
a really awesome job by him, and it's cool that he's getting to do that in like his first like two or three years in the league, which is like unheard of. But um, also with like the May times, it's really cool to see because I remember my sophomore year, I was close with uh, Jacob. He was a senior on the team at that at that time, and it's just cool to see those guys and. Uh, funny thing is, I've actually like played like Xbox with uh, Nick Mayton before, so that's kind of funny because like I'll comment like on his Instagram page or sometimes, and yeah. he like responds to me. And it's it's pretty cool to see that. Um, but yeah, it just it also just shows like you can from Central Illinois, you can find a way to play in the majors. Like I think that's a goal. A lot of kids like who plays like baseball or football and doesn't think, oh, I want to play in the major league or the NFL someday. I think everybody thinks that at some point. So, I mean, it's just cool to see that dream actually get lived out. So, hopefully one day I can make it there, too. Did you have a chance to watch the Glenwood baseball run last year to the state championship game? Uh, I watched a little bit of it. I didn't get to see, like, a ton of it, but uh, that was really cool to get to see um, them make it that far, and they got second, correct? Yeah. 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 I mean, tough way to end the season, but I think it's really cool to see all those guys that well, first it looks weird because like they're younger than me, and I always <laughs> see them as like little kids. But then like, I know they're only like two years younger than me, but they seem like a lot younger. Like, uh, um, it's just really cool to see them like all grown up. I guess you could yeah. say I sound like I'm a dad or something <laughs> no, right. right now. But but yeah, it was cool to get to see them uh, accomplish that. Coach Erickson get to accomplish that as a coach. So right, I'm not sure you've ever um, looked down on Parker Detmers, but at the same time. To see him as a senior now do what he did in the in the semifinal game with setting a tying the record for strikeouts and just I mean you knew how good Reed was you knew how good Drew is but like it's just absurd the the talent there and uh, not only him but you talk about Will Platner going to play at Ole Miss now like the program's just insane yeah that's that's really awesome to see I think uh, the little Platner move to Ole Miss really, like, surprised me, but that's, like, awesome getting to see him go to that next level and play D1, especially at Ole Miss. Ole Miss is a phenomenal program, and um, it'd be really cool to play for them. So really happy for him for that. And with uh, Parker, uh, I remember I was walking in the high school one time. I think it was, like, a year after I graduated or something. I, was, I don't know why I was in the – maybe to, like, visit my dad or something. And I remember he just shot up, like, five inches. I was like, holy crap, like, you're supposed to be, like, this little kid. But it's really cool to see them excelling at uh, the things that they love to do and getting the, that chance to play at the next level, at a high level. Um, Glenwood Baseball plays for title. Um, how much did you get the chance to watch your sister last year and, and what she was able to do? Because, I mean, that, that doesn't get talked about enough on how incredible she did, not only at State, but all year long. Yeah, I didn't get to watch a ton just because uh, with baseball, uh, we're really busy like traveling a lot, and I wish I could get to watch her do a lot more just because of how well she runs and the success she's had. But I, I get to watch videos that like my parents send in our family group chat and stuff like that, and I follow along and I text them like how'd she do like stuff like that. It's just really cool to see her go from like middle school track to high school track and still. Uh, dominating running as fast as she is so it was pretty cool to get uh to see her win that 200 and place third in the one and four so really proud of her you have a brother that's a freshman correct yes yeah um and i've heard a lot about this that class and like how they're a special group like yours was um so what 
how, how does it help him and help you that you've already gone through a lot of the battles that he will in the next few years? Like, what advice do you give him or how much can you help him not only just dealing with going through high school but also being expected to be a name at Glenwood? Uh, I think I can help him quite a bit. I mean, I've, like, been around that group of kids since they were little like those have always been Blake's friends and they've always played on the same tribal basketball team that like my dad coached and uh I think I just give a lot of advice to him especially like with dealing with my dad I know <laughs> not like dealing with him but my dad is like hard on you but it it's worth it in the end uh, how hard he is on you and he just wants to see you better and sometimes it's hard when you are the player to see that he's trying to make you better sometimes it's frustrating I just feel like I can really help with that and I feel like he's a really good athlete. Sometimes he just doesn't uh, think it himself. He's just not as confident. So I think that's something I could really help him with. And uh, I wish I could get out and see more games. I mean, I'm always at school, uh, which which sucks because I don't get to watch him play. But hopefully, like, for his junior or senior year, I'll be able to come and watch more games because I'll be done with school at that point. But I think I can give quite a bit of advice for him and the rest of the guys in that group just because just I've been there and... I've had the good class, good group of kids uh, in my grade two, and I've been like the successful team. So I just want to help them get to that point so they can also have the same success that my class had. For the first time in 20, at least 20 some years, this area had a 3A basketball team win a state title. And I know you don't probably like to talk about SHG, but what, as a person that's outside of it but has played not only in 3A, but also in the Central State 8. What is, how hard is that? How What do you see from that team and how they were able to do that? Um, I remember playing them when I was a senior. They were all freshmen, and they were they were a really good group just as freshmen. I remember it was always a tough game against them uh, at that point. And I'm not surprised that they won a state championship. They're a bunch of really good athletes. Uh, with the Hamiltons and like uh, their big center, I forget his name, but that, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, they're just like and Kishan uh, mm-hmm. Singleton, but like they're like really good athletes. It's just really cool to see that. I mean, I know SHG, not always <laughs> the biggest fan of them, but uh, props to them for getting it done. And uh, and it's really tough because I remember trying to make it out of the playoffs all two or three years. You run into those really good schools, like you run into Lincoln that was really good uh, with. Froby, uh, you run into East St. Louis, that's got all the big guys. You run into uh, uh, Belleville West that has EJ Liddell. Uh, so it's really impressive to see them uh, get that done and end up winning that championship. And as a two-sport athlete in college, um, there's six of them that not only won a basketball state title, but they just won a football state title. How hard is that to do to say, I mean – Everything has to go your way. Ball has to bounce. Great teams and all that, but um, to do that in two sports, what's what's that like from your perspective? Oh, uh, that's definitely uh, really hard. That's like almost unheard of. Uh, I'm sure there's not many teams that have been able to do what they did. But uh, yeah, it's really tough. Football. I mean, you face a lot of good teams. You run into powerhouses like East St. Louis and uh, other teams like that. But uh, just being able to transition. I mean, I guess I went basketball first and then over, but mm-hmm. being able to win that basketball title and then less than a year later refocus your attention on winning a football title and getting 
I know they got some basketball guys to even join their football team and stuff like that. And they do a really good job getting guys out for the football team and just being able to transition their focus on, hey, let's, let's win a football championship. Like, we can do that too. Uh, it's really awesome to see. And what's awesome to see is people playing more than one sport. Um, I think a lot of kids try to focus all their time on, oh, I'm just going to stick to baseball. Like, I can only be good at baseball if I stick to just baseball. But then you see uh, people like Parker Demers, he, he played basketball and he's still really good at baseball. <laughs> and then you see a lot of guys in my class, we played football, basketball, or football and baseball, basketball and baseball. So it's just really cool to see a lot of those guys not just focusing in on one sport and making themselves more well-rounded as athletes. What are your thoughts as a sophomore in college who just won a national championship on the NIL situation right now? What do you see as the pros and cons of that and how that's going to affect college sports moving forward? Um, I think the pros are, uh, I mean, I think some people deserve, like, their names to be out there. And uh, the football season, especially football and any other sports, it's a lot of work. Like, uh, people put a lot of time and energy into it. So I think, like, getting stuff out of it uh, with, like, the NIL deals is, is good and all. But I also think it can be bad because then some kids might start focusing on themselves more than the team aspect and focus on how much money can I get from this brand if I make a deal with them or stuff like that. And then, like, their uh, success becomes, uh, like, they only worry about how much money they're, they're going to get. They're like, oh, I need to play really good this game because if I don't play good, then I'm not going to get money from it instead of wanting to play good as a team and win championships because that's really the goal as a as a program is to win championships and be the last team standing so i feel like there's definitely pros and cons um a little extra money would be nice especially for uh people like d3 athletes that don't even get athletic scholarships uh, because schools don't offer it at that level so a little bit extra uh, cash would be nice for them just because of how much work we put in and we don't get uh the same amount of like fans and attention that like D1 levels do uh, but definitely some pros and cons to the NIL stuff same question transfer portal what's the what's the pros and cons there for not only college football in general but um, at your level how does that affect your guys as a team um I think with us the transfer portal doesn't really affect us negatively with guys leaving I think there's only been like maybe a couple of times where guys think oh I'm better than D3 and they try to leave and then they then they get there and they realize oh I wish I would stay somewhere that everybody loves me and I'm not just like a number or something like that and went on to win a natty yeah yeah and a championship <laughs> but uh I think with the transfer portal there's a lot of negatives because instead of kids trying to stay at the same school and grind out and win the starting job and run their time on the field they're just trying to go somewhere easier and they're not trying to accept the challenge of overcoming like somebody who might be older than them and with the starting spot and I think just um gets a lot of people it's a lot of quitters I go through that I mean I understand like if there's been like toxic stuff in the program and or, like a head coach leaves or a guy that recruited you to come there they leave I understand that stuff but like if you're just leaving to make it easier for you uh athletic athletic wise like to get a spot and stuff like that I think uh I think that's like the biggest like negative from the transfer portal. 
do you see any possibility of now that you guys as a team won a national title that like bigger programs two or one would say like come in and try to pick some of the guys and say hey you know here's your opportunity to, to make that jump uh, I wouldn't be surprised I mean we won two championships in three years and we've been the, the last three and we definitely have a, really, a lot of really good athletes on our team and I wouldn't be surprised if some people try to come in and say stuff but I hope that all of our guys will realize that the culture we have in our school and getting to win national championships and stuff like that is fun and it's good to be around the guys at our school and I hope that they wouldn't like be like oh like a bigger school's talking to me maybe I should take this chance and then regret it mm -hmm. so I, I definitely think it's possible uh, for people to reach out but hopefully all of our guys stay because <laughs> I, I like all of our guys on our team um, Christmas this weekend what's on your wish list what are you hoping to get I feel like I'm like the hardest person to shop for <laughs> that's what my mom and my girlfriend say uh, I don't, know, I don't really like you're not like a kid anymore where you can get like toys like hey I want this toy like you don't get toys as an adult but uh I think for me a lot of stuff I've just been asking for are um some clothes and maybe some like new shoes stuff like that yeah. but nothing like really specific that you don't need a new car or anything like that nothing I might need a new car my <laughs> younger sister Caitlin took it and she's uh -oh. made it her own because she turned 16 this year yeah she's put all this girly stuff on the inside and <laughs> I don't know how I'm going to, like, get rid of all that stuff, but it might be her car now, so maybe I do need a new car. There you go. Thanks for your time, man. I appreciate it. Uh, congratulations again, and, and good luck in the spring. Thank you. Thanks to Luke for the time and the great conversation. Always great insight. I appreciate talking to him a lot. He's obviously very busy, so it's great to get some time with him. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Like I said, Merry Christmas. Happy Holidays. I'll see you next week.